From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. This is WIA National News, this edition for week commencing May the 3rd, 2015. And just before we get into the news, and we'll be kicking it off with the top result from the John Moyle, and also having a look at an Australian invention, RFID chips, that can be printed. But first up, a reminder that when supplying Hamfest info, well, we obviously can't plug commercial traders on air, but we at the WIA will put your supporters in the text edition, so no worries there. If you'd like to submit news items for inclusion in this, the VK1WIA broadcasts, please email your item in text to nationalnews at wia.org.au and don't just send URLs, links, etc., but take the time to pen your contribution. To submit audio, read how to submit items in the weekly news page on wia.org.au and it's under Members, Broadcast and Contribute. Remember, the sooner you do submit material, the more the likelihood of it being broadcast in the very next edition of This the WIA National News. Each item will only be broadcast once. If you want a couple of mentions, please submit different slants to keep your event fresh And also, always, if the newsroom is to read your item, write it in the third person. Now to the news and John Moyle Field Day 2015 results are due in no small way to you, the active contesters in VK, who managed to get your logs in on time to hard-working WIA contest manager for the Moyle, Dennis Johnson, VK4AE. In the prestigious 24-hour portable operation multi-operator, the clear by a country mile winner is VK3ER with almost 8,500 points, ensuring not only first place, but this year taking out the President's Cup. Second was VK2WG with 3,233 points. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Chipless RFID tags developed here in VK. A new generation of chipless RFID tags could soon be set to replace standard product barcodes. A research team at Monash University have been developing chipless radio frequency identification, RFID tags, that can be printed directly onto products and packaging, including postal items, drugs and books, potentially making this new technology cheaper, smaller and faster than any other tracking system on the market. The team have succeeded in producing fully printable tags for products made of metal and containing liquids including water bottles and soft drink cans. Until now, this hasn't been possible because metal and liquids interfere with the technology. The tag can be printed using an inkjet printer and read when attached to reflective surfaces such as metal cans and water bottles. The team is believed to be the first to develop fully printable chipless RFID tags on paper and plastics. 
The fact that chipless tags can be printed directly onto products and packaging means that system is more reliable, smaller and cost-effective than competing barcode systems. The new chipless RFID technology means that although it is much smaller than any other commercially available chipless RFID tag, it can still contain a relatively large amount of data and information. The main challenge we have in overcoming this, they said, is to transfer the technology to paper and plastic whilst retaining the required printing resolution. The chipless RFID tag was suitable for use at temperatures above 80 degrees and also at cryogenic temperatures. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Whipping around VK we go. And here's an invitation especially if you're in the northern part of VK4. It's an invitation to a technical seminar by IEEE, EMCS, Distinguished Lecturer John Norgard, NASA JSC, and it's on Monday the 11th, Monday the 11th of May at 2015, from 4pm to 5pm at room DD14, Engineering and Physical Sciences, number 2, James Cook University, Townsville Campus at Douglas. The subject... Space Exploration, EMI, EMC Problems and Solutions, NASA Past, Present and Future Missions. John will highlight some of the unique problems posed in designing the new Orion Orbital and Interplanetary Spacecraft. Again, Monday the 11th of May, 4pm to 5pm, Room DD14, Engineering and Physical Sciences Room. VK7, VK100 Anzac. NTARC has been given approval to use the call sign VK100 Anzac. This over the period Sunday, May 31 to Tuesday, June 2 inclusive. Essentially, they plan to use the call sign in two phases. The first will be a public event, the Harry Murray Memorial Garden at Evandale on the Sunday. Approval to use the garden has now been given by the Northern Midland Council. NTARC plan to activate the call sign from 10am to 3pm from that location after which they move back to the club room and set a static display again. Phase 2 will then see the radio room open for members to get involved from 9am Monday morning right through until midnight on the Tuesday night. In fact, if members are keen enough, they could easily continue right through the Tuesday night too until 10am on the Wednesday, as use of VK100 Anzac expires at midnight UTC on June 2. In any event, this means the club room will be open all Monday night, so you are welcome to bring your sleeping bags, etc. Remember, the club room has kitchen and shower facilities. As we whip around, just who and where are our broadcast stations? Well, you'll find a list of all current broadcast stations, those replaying this WIA national news. You'll find it on the tally sheet that all WIA broadcasters get, and also on the web, when you go to this week's news and over on the left-hand side, you'll see where to hear us. You might actually like to do a check because around this time each year, as the WIA AGM nears, we ask everybody to recheck in and let us know that you are still broadcasting the weekly news. What use is an F-call? Making a contact using your radio is one thing. Start off with someone calling CQ, someone responding, discussion ensuing and the like. If you've never had the opportunity, then get to it, get on air and make some noise. Once you've made the contact, depending on your intent, you can log the contact and even get confirmation of the contact using an out-of-band method. 
that is, some mechanism not using radio, that confirms that on this day and time, on this frequency and mode, you spoke with the other station. This mechanism of confirming contacts is generally known as the QSL system. Originally, it was completed by exchanging cards, like postcards, between both stations. You'd use the call book to look up the other station's address and send off your card in the hope that the other station would do the same. In doing so, you'd confirm the contact. Today, that system still exists. It's called direct QSLing. We've added some courtesy to the exchange, sending along a self-addressed envelope and money for postage, either in the form of a couple of US dollars or, alternatively, an international reply coupon, or IRC. The basic structure is identical. In addition to that, we've added QSL bureaus, generally volunteers who offer to send cards on your behalf. You send your outgoing cards to the outbound bureau, who splits them up by country and does the same for all the other cards they receive, and then forwards them on to the bureau of those countries. Cards coming the other way will end up sent to your local QSL manager, who in turn will distribute them to you by some predefined mechanism. If you're a member of the Wireless Institute of Australia, and in my opinion you should be, then the QSL Bureau is included in your membership fee. With the advent of the internet, we've added electronic QSLing, that is, web-based services that allow you to register all your contacts, and when the remote station does the same, and your contacts match, the contact is confirmed. There are as many electronic QSL systems as there are radio amateur software developers, so you'll find there's lots to choose from. I'm currently using several and have mixed feelings about it. If you have a good system to determine which one to use, let me know. Of course, you could just stick with cards. I'm Ono, VK6FLAB. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA Board Talk and Anzac 100 enters its second week. Plenty of activity continues after a marvellous Anzac Day weekend and following days that saw all nine Anzac prefix stations from Australia and New Zealand on air and very popular. Most activity from Turkey with its TC100 prefix stations and OP0PPY in Belgium has ceased. The ZL100 Anzac station is very active, making thousands of contacts at the start of a month-long stint. The VK100 Anzac call sign is now being used by the Morabinan District Radio Club in Melbourne South East. VK100 Anzac is adjacent to the Mentone RSL to commemorate the end of the first phase of the Gallipoli campaign. For the rest of the week it will be mostly at the club rooms in Turner Avenue. The Illawarra Amateur Radio Society has VI2 Anzac to commemorate the loss of the US oil tanker City Service Boston, which sank in a storm the 16th of May 1942 off the Illawarra coast. In Queensland, VI4 Anzac is being put on air by the Townsville Amateur Radio Club and pays honour to all who served our nation in a time of great need. For further details, including about 40 Anzac 100 events until December the 20th, please check out wia.org.au. National Coordinator for Disaster Communication in India, JUVU2JAU, reports that authorities have issued nine N7 prefix call signs to some visiting radio amateurs. But the situation of foreign radio amateurs and their equipment for use during the disaster remains unclear. Nepalese authorities have not joined the Tampere Convention that allows cross-border movements of amateur radio in disasters. JUVU2JAU said neighbouring India, which suffered too from the big quake, 
had been able to provide some aid to the earthquake and continues to handle emergency traffic. The Nepal Amateur Radio Society is providing emergency communications, although power has been cut. Satish 9N1AA, along with daughter Tej 9N1DX, were able to come up on air. Satish 9N1AA said information has already been provided on some missing people. He was using solar power in coordination with the Nepal police in Kathmandu. We'll have further when John Meisels joins us with international news in this, the WIA National News Service. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm John Mazels, VK2JPM. After the earthquake struck in Nepal and parts of India, we're reminded of the role that amateur radio can play in times of disaster as JUVU2JAU, National Coordinator for Disaster Communication in India, reported. It was terrible to bear as all of a sudden tremors of earthquake struck in the morning around 11.40am on 25th of April 2015. It surprised all the people and everyone came out of their houses the tremor was experienced two to three times by all. An emergency net was started on 14210 MHz. VU2JAU AT150 ITU was controlling the net. Suhas VU2SMN joined the net and remained with JU VU2JAU AT150 ITU until late night. Fifteen Nepalese hams are on VHF and are in contact from different locations. 9N1AA is coordinating with Nepal Police. AMA 4X6TT joined all the hams on emergency net and informed that Turkey hams are ready to send ham equipment to Nepal. 4X6TT helped to keep the frequency clear as so many DX stations were working. It was also reported from Spain that 15 people along with medical equipments were on their way. Last Monday, it was reported that the Nepal Amateur Radio Society is providing emergency communications with their members reported to be active on HF emergency nets and Nepal's first amateur radio repeater set up in 2012 by the National Society for Earthquake Technology had a dozen hams who previously engaged in simulated emergency tests. Emergency nets in volcano disaster relief. On the other side of the world, southern Chile's Calbuco volcano erupted for the first time in more than 40 years, forcing the evacuation of an area of some 12 miles around the volcano. IARU Region 2 reports that emergency nets are in operation on 7050 kHz with 14250 kHz and 3.738 kHz as alternate frequencies. They've requested that other users keep those frequencies clear for emergency traffic. 
Six Metres is now available in Kenya. Following representations by the Amateur Radio Society of Kenya, the Communications Authority of Kenya has allocated 50 to 52 megahertz to the amateur service. Authorization is on a secondary non-interference basis and has been made possible by the migration of television services from analog to digital. Permitted power is 150 watts DC input or 400 watts PEP for A3E, AM and J3E, SSB emissions. Operational News on Felix VK 4FUQ, Dateline 2015. Harry Angel spread 80 metres May 2. Trans-Tasman Contest, 18th July from 0800 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Remembrance Day Contest, August 15 and 16. Oceania DX Contest, Voice Fall, first weekend in October. Oceania DX Contest, CW, second full weekend in October. Awards, MSAT Awards Update. Just a very quick reminder that there is an award for making your first satellite QSO. To see all the awards, visit the link on this week's newscast. Special event stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Ed Advice. The Goncassie U Project. The historical legendary wireless station Goncassie U played a significant role in the Kanganaak Sea Warfare. Followed the radio telegraph messages of enemy naval forces and informed the Turkish bastions. After 100 years, Goncassie U has been re-engaged by TRAC, Amateur Radio Society of Turkey, to share our peace messages with the world. Goncassiu salutes the world with 73, meaning best regards. The project has been planned by the TRAC in memory of Meth Methsik, a poetic term for Turkish soldier, and his epic battle. The story of Goncassiu will be shared with visitors at the field and with radio amateurs of the world on the air. Nine amateur radio call signs will be used among the project and will on air until April 26, then next August 6 to the 10th. TC100GS, TC100GP, TC100KT, TC10VKZL, TC100A, TC100E, TC100TC, TC100B, TC100K and TC100GLB. CQ Worldwide SSB 2014 Disqualifications and Warnings the CQ Worldwide Contest Committee has published a list of those amateurs who were disqualified or received warnings for the CQ Worldwide SSB 2014. The CQ Worldwide is the largest amateur radio competition in the world, with over 30,000 participants. The CQWW site says, The CQWW Contest Committee takes this job as referee for the contest very seriously. Each year a group of dedicated members spends many hours poring over logs, listening to SDR recordings and following up on input from the contest community. The overwhelming majority of those listed were European. May DX Listings Lusitania Radio Club The Lusitania Radio Club will be running a special event station with the call sign EI100MFA to mark the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Lusitania on the 7th of May 1915. The station will operate from the 6th to the 10th of May from a site near the old head of Kinsale Lighthouse Company, Cork, or from the lighthouse itself, lrc100 at email.com. J38NN and J38MM W6NN and KE1B will be operating as J38NN and J38MM respectively from Grenada between May the 23rd and the 31st using a single station with 100 watts and a buddy pole antenna system on 40 through 10 including 30, 17 and 12 metres using CWSSB and RITI. 
QSLs can go via their home call signs W6NN and KE1B by the Bureau. 3A90IARU is the special call sign for the Association of Radio Amateur of Monaco to use until the 30th of June in celebration of the 90th anniversary of the IARU. QSL via 3A2ARM. 4U20B. This station is located in Brindisi, Italy, and commemorates the 20th anniversary of the UN logistics base there. 4U20B will be used until July, and the QSL manager is 9A2AA. OZ90IARU. In the period now until December 31, 2015. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's CW, the third Balkan High-Speed Telegraphy Championship, will take place on the 15th to 17th of May in Serbia. The organiser of the event is the Amateur Radio Union of Serbia. Invited countries are Albania, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Greece, Macedonia, Moldova, Montenegro, Romania, Serbia, Slovenia and Turkey. Third Balkan High-Speed Telegraphy Championship is open type, so hams from other countries are welcome to participate and if doing the touristy thing, well they can spectate too. Alongside Balkan HST will be the Serbian HST Championship. Winners will be awarded and the Serbian HST team for the next World IARU HST Championship in Orid will be defined. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT NA opportunity for rideshare to geostationary orbit. AMSAT is excited to announce an opportunity to participate in a potential rideshare as a hosted payload on a geostationary satellite planned for launch in 2017. An amateur radio payload operating in the amateur satellite service will fly on a spacecraft which Millennium Space Systems MSS is contracted to design, launch and operate for the US government. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military GB2VE VE Day Radio Exhibition. The North Norfolk Island Amateur Radio Group are holding a VE Day Radios That Won the War rally on Saturday 9th of May in the East Runton Village Hall near Cromer, Norfolk. An exhibition of radios that helped win the war with a special event station GB2VE using some of the old radios. See the website for full details, that's in the text edition of this new service. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. A pair of Good Samaritan sail vessels located a sailboat in distress with two Canadian crew members aboard nearly 2,000 miles west-southwest of Galapagos Islands. Watchstanders at the 11th Coast Guard District Command Centre received notification from a ham radio operator that the 42-foot sail vessel Nirvana Now was disabled and become unstable. The 11th District sent a safety net message to all vessels in the area to render assistance. 
After receiving the safety net message, the sailboat Athos of London transited towards Nirvana Now. The Nirvana Now reportedly had a registered emergency positioning indicating radio beacon and a four-man life raft on board. And in other news, a shipment of ham radio equipment, tools and supplies have been sent from Hawaii to the Federated States of Micronesia, that's FSM, with John Bush, KH6DLK slash V63JB. The radio gear is supporting communications for relief efforts as the FSM recover from tropical cyclone MASAC, which ravaged many of the nation's islands in late March and early April, wreaking havoc, major damage and causing some deaths. While many agencies and nations are responding, it's just not enough, said ARRL Hawaii Section Manager Bob Schneider, AH6J. The handmade gear had been shipped to Hawaii last fall as the massive puna volcanic lava flow threatened communities on the Big Island of Hawaii. It includes both HF and VHF gear. Two FSM hams, William Raddlefethig, V63YWR, an elementary school principal on Federaya Island, part of Ulithia Atoll, and Albert, V63YAG, were off the air since before the typhoon hit and had not been heard of until April the 6th when V63YWR came on the air using a depleted battery and at very low power. V63JB said, If everything goes well, we should be on 14.335 at 0700 hours UTC and possibly 21.335 at 2100 hours UTC each day. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers. Astronaut Mike Fink, KE5AIT, to appear at Dayton Youth Forum. Also, the American Radio Relay League is sponsoring eight young presenters attending a lunch with him afterwards. They'll be joined by other young hams chosen from the audience. The full rundown of Hamvention 2015 forums is available on the web at hamvention.org. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers, and we'll hear from Clive as I bid you 73s from this week's Special Interest Group news. I'm Robert, VK3DN. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday May the 4th, the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly news and information bulletin goes to air. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, there will be a 40 metre transmission from Perth on 7060 kHz lower sideband, plus a simultaneous transmission via all linked News West VHF and UHF repeaters. In addition, numerous local relays also take place. To find the times and frequencies for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. And also, as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. This month, as well as all the usual REOTC news, we have an article on Sid Schur, 
the founder of Sure Microphones. Everyone, REOTC members and non-members alike, is invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, information and anecdotes and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the REOTC monthly bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, May the 4th. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, CSW. Alrighty, time to wrap up WIA National News and in doing so we'll have a look at the social scene. May 1 to 3 in VK4, it's been the Clareview Gathering. May 9 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Hamfest at Southern Community Centre Mulgrave. May 9 in VK4, Barkfest, Salvation Army Hall, Callumvale. May 9 to 10, right across VK, it's the WIA AGM being held in Canberra. June 5 to 7 in VK4, Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club and Teresa Creek Campout at Claremont. June 6 to 7 in VK2, Queen's Birthday, 40th Annual Oxley Region Field Day. June 6 to 7, VK5, 51st Southeast Radio Group Convention, the Australian Fox Hunting Championship. Caboolture Hamfest in VK4 takes place July 1, July 11 to 12 in VK3, it's Gipps Tech 2015. July 18 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest at Cranbourne. July 25 in VK3, Alara's 40th birthday lunch, Novotel, Glen Waverley. September 12 in VK4, Sunfest at Wombai, Chark AGM weekend camp at Fairburn near Emerald, September 25-27. October 2-5, to the Cardwell Gathering, the Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25 in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group Hamvention, the Greyhound Track. October 25 in VK4, at Broadbeach it's Gold Coast Hamfest, and November in VK3, QRP by the Bay, details from VK3YE, this will be held on the second Saturday. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB, thanks for listening and walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA, at the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.